Hey y'all, welcome back to the NFL Heads Podcast. I'm Sid Kalyani here with Josh Shippen, and today we're going to be recapping all the NFL games from Week 9, starting with Thursday Night Football, the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis won this game 45-30. to Now, first of all, it is good to mention that Mike White did get injured in the first quarter, and they had to bring in Josh Johnson. So off that, when I saw that, I thought, mm, I don't think the Jets have a good chance. They put up 30 points. Like, I, I know the Colts' defense is, you know, not really considered the best, but they're also not really that bad. So Josh Johnson played very, very well. 27 for 41, 317 picks, or 317 yards, mm. three touchdowns, and <laughs> one... he's a Jets player. <laughs> one unlucky pick at the end of the game, but... Hey, both Mike White and Josh Johnson have been playing very, very well in their starts. So, is maybe is it safe to say that Zach Wilson's job is uh not yes okay <laughs> love okay I don't I was... think you get how angry I am at Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it's like hey, both of your backups are playing better than you. What mm. the hell's going on? Mm. That's a first, and you know the, the Colts. They put 45 points up. I think we all expected them to win this game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 172 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Carson Wentz with three passing touchdowns of his own, 272 yards. This was a very offensive game, offensive-heavy game. I like these type of games. I don't really – I'm not a big defensive person. I like it when you can just completely destroy the defense. So, yeah, this is my type of game. Um – I think with this game, I had two main takeaways. One was that the Jets scored all of their touchdowns in garbage time, so I wasn't really concerned with what they were doing for the other three quarters because it was mostly a bloodbath. And the second thing I took away was that Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be the new thing for the next few years since Derrick Henry is not going to be a factor anymore. Yeah. And Um. by the way, history is instructive. Now that Derrick Henry has had an injury... Because uh, think about it. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell, all of these players, there's countless more examples. If they get an injury, it's going to haunt them as a running back. DeMarco Murray, who literally came off of being the rushing yards leader and then had a, a season where I think he went for, what, three yards per carry? Some stupid like yeah. that. I mean, LaShawn McCoy to an extent. Or that was more age than anything Yeah. Though. It's that's it's a, a rough proposition. Derrick Henry could still be elite, and he wouldn't be someone that um, he wouldn't be someone that I think is ever going to reach this form again. And for people who play fantasy, someone that I would ever draft in fantasy again. Well, you look at all those players that you put up, and then you put Derrick Henry. For me, in my opinion, why I don't think it's going to be that bad is because you look at the play style. That the teams have put for McCaffrey and Barkley and DeMarco Murray even. And then you look at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a bruising back, right? Well, he, that's my point. I understand. But this was this was a foot injury, right? This wasn't any... This was a foot injury, okay? Well, you got to run with your feet. Y- yes, I do understand. But, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. So he, he most likely will be out. When he got the injury, he said he was supposed to be out six to ten weeks. It's most likely might be the end of this season. Mm-hmm. 
So, he's. I hope he's something like Dak, to where he has the entire offseason to help work it out. Because he is the best running back in the league. And oh, it'd, be, oh, it, yeah. it'd be a tragedy to have him out. Well, here's the thing with that. I think that, uh, like you said, running back's a much more bruising position than quarterback. Frankly, we see quarterbacks come back from injury all the time. Ryan Tannehill did it. Dak just did it. Um, Peyton Manning did it in a huge way. It's not super rare. You do see players on the other side of the spectrum. You could argue that Garoppolo's on that other side where he had an injury and he hasn't been playing well since. Yeah. Although he's kind of been on the injured list for about like three straight years now. But with running backs, it's incredibly rare. I can't think of an example off the top of my head where a running back has sustained a major injury and come back and looked like his old self. Yeah, that is true. History's not been good for the running backs who've come off an injury. Even for Derrick Henry. Yeah. Who I would say is at more risk just because of the amount of carries that Uh, he's taking, which rivals the league maximum. Or not league maximum, but the, the league record. Um, I do believe I saw a stat where they said he was on pace to have like 400-something carries. Which would destroy the record, right? Oh, yeah. 419 carries, I believe, was the number. And that's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to our next game. Um, One game that I didn't really consider watching much the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins with Miami winning 17 to 9. Yay. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor looked really bad. 240 passing yards, three picks. Um, Jacoby Brissett, 244 passing yards, one touchdown, two picks. Speaking of Jacoby Brissett, why is he starting? Um, I think. I wasn't watching this game. I wasn't. Too closely. Really, I wasn't watching this game as much either. Um, he, uh, Tua had a finger injury on his throwing hand, so he had to be out. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, what do you say? Texans are 1-8, Miami's 2-7. Miami, they've been hit with a lot of hard games. That's true. Yeah, Texans have been hit with Davis Mills. Ooh. Yikes. Yikes. You'll be okay, Texans. You'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I, I have trust in Tyrod Taylor. I'm mean, After I, this game, you still do? I mean... I don't. I'm, that I'm, was he, quite a mess. He's coming off an injury. Nobody's like Dak, where they have the entire offseason. I think as time progresses, he'll get back to his old self. Well, he better. That's, yeah. that's all I'm going to say. Because this showing was a mess. And he it did. was against the Dolphins. Yeah. Of so, all teams. You know... I mean, Houston maybe uh, could could be a lock for the number one overall pick. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa. You know, I'm still wasn't struggling to remember if the Lions have a game on their schedule that's uh, winnable. Uh, that that is true. That is true. So, top two pick, right? I I think it's like top three, maybe. Well, you got the Jaguars in there. Well, the Jaguars the... have two wins. Yeah, I mean. Anything can happen, though. No, yeah, anything could happen. You know? Um, I do think that the Texans with Taylor have a chance. I Again, I've said this on the podcast before, but players coming back from injury are often not as good. Um, just in general, that seems to be like the week that they come off of injury, they just don't play as well. So I think if that holds true, then the Texans are due to improve over the next coming weeks. 
So, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, moving on to a very surprising game, in my opinion. The Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. Atlanta coming back to win this game 27-25. to Matt Ryan threw for 343 yards and two touchdowns. Cordell Patterson at 126 receiving yards, which really helps when your leading rusher is Mike Davis, and he only had 13 yards. Mm. Yeah, not really the best game for the rushing attack on the Falcons, but hey, they won the game. Mike Davis has been very quiet for a... For a signing that got not a lot of pop in the offseason, but certainly a little bit. Like, oh, look at how smart the Falcons are signing the Panthers backup. And it was like, well, well, Mike Davis has been a journeyman backup. Maybe we all calm down a little bit and see how things play out. Yeah. If, okay, if Cordero Patterson has not been the transcendent offensive weapon that he's turned out to be this year... How much do the Falcons have going for them on offense? I don't think a lot because I I think those four wins are he he's a big factor in those four wins. I mean, especially with Ridley gone. Yeah, that's that's a big hit for them. He was probably their best wide receiver. Probably, probably. And now you have Cordell Patterson showing he can step up to that spot, and also in the running game if he has to. He's a very I good think player. I think if the Falcons don't re-sign this person, fold the franchise. Because he's a free agent this year. Yes. You guys should consider signing back Cordero Patterson. Yeah, maybe consider it. Consider it. Consider signing the best dual threat weapon that your offense has seen in in a few years. Just consider it. Just consider it. You know, Julio's not there anymore. Might as well consider it. Oh, believe me, they've noticed. Yeah. What about Trevor Simeon in this game? Uh, Trevor Simeon, he didn't look that bad. 25 of 41, 249 passing yards, and two touchdowns. No picks. No picks. Um, they, he, does, he didn't really look that bad. Um, uh, you know, with Jameis gone, he's got to be stepping up. Well, and I think that the Saints do have a good chance to win games with Simeon. I'm more just worried about the fact that the receivers on the Saints are Marquez Calloway, Tracon Smith, and Deontay Harris. Yeah, now that Mike Thomas is not coming back for the season, that's a... I don't even know how much that matters, though. Yeah, because that, that's been a bit on and off for the entire year. On and off, meaning on breaking the receptions record in 2019, off meaning being bad in 2020, and off meaning he doesn't want to play in 2021. So mostly off. Yeah. Mostly off. Well, except for that record that he except beat, for that, that record. NFL record, yeah, that was that was on definitely. Yeah, now he's been off. Yeah, accurate assessment. Yep. All right, moving on to another game, my favorite game of the week: the Denver Broncos and them boys, the Dallas Cowboys. So you're saying that Bills Jags wasn't your favorite game of the week? No, interesting. That was a that's that's my second favorite game of the week. <laughs> we'll get to that later, but we let's get to this one now. Broncos won this game 30-16. to I watched the entire game in its entirety, and I loved every single moment of this game. Up until garbage time. Then I didn't care. Oh, Dallas crapped the bed. Yeah. I mean, Dallas coming into this game had the number one offense in the league, the number two running offense, and the number three passing offense. So, and you've seen how the Broncos have been playing the past eight weeks. 
And everybody expected Dallas to win this game, especially it was at home. And then you go in the fourth quarter and Dallas is somehow losing 30-0. to zero. Yeah, that was a little weird, to say the least. I mean, they went for two fourth downs early in the first quarter. Uh, the defense stepped up, I will say. The defense of this Broncos stepped up. And then after the first couple drives, the offense also did. Uh, Javante Williams, he played very, very well this game. 17 carries, 111 passing yards. Teddy Bridgewater, he played better than usual. He only had one touchdown, but that was a nice touchdown throw to Tim Patrick. And on the topic, Tim Patrick played very, very well. I've always liked Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick was great. Nice little player. I liked him. Um, wow, well, they have Kendall Hinton still playing downs for this team. Yes. The uh, the wide receiver who famously became a quarterback for a game last year. Hey, they have his wristband in the Hall of Fame. What did they complete, like two passes that I day? I think it was two completed passes that day. That's insane. I think we lost around, I think it was 13-0 to the Saints. Yeah, they some, only managed to score 13 points? Yes, it was Taysom Hill versus Kendall Hinton. Oh, you? Yes. Very, very weird. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So, you know, I take it more of a what-the-heck for uh, uh, New Orleans in that game. But, hey, you know what? We looked great. And now the Broncos are tied for the same amount of wins as every other team in the AFC West. Hmm. The second most competitive division in the league. You're putting NFC West as the first, right? AFC North. I don't know two six-win teams, two five-win teams. Well, but well, I understand that. The Ravens are kind of better than everyone else, though. Yeah, that is true. But maybe, I mean, I mean, the Bengals won against them. Oh, the Bengals can go stick it. They keep losing against mm. bad teams. I'm tired of supporting them. Right. And for the Cowboys, you know, Dak, he missed some pretty easy throws. Yeah, uh, what was up with Dak? Yeah, he missed some pretty easy throws. Like uh, the fourth down rollout to CD Lamb. He he missed that completely. Yeah. I, I I mean, yeah, there was some defensive pressure there, but he's he was missing some pretty easy throws. And I understand he didn't play last week. Um, but but still, I I didn't expect him to miss these many throws. And my favorite thing about this game, before this week, there was a stat that came out that this entire year, uh, Amari Cooper had fifty four targets, I believe, and zero drops. Oh boy, he had uh five targets, two receptions, and quite a bit of drops this game. Did he have three drops? I think he had three. Uh, maybe like two or three drops. Oh, oh, Amari. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. He, especially on an easy throw, he was wide open in the middle of the field. I was like, oh, that's easy. That's Amari Cooper catching it. And he just dropped it. No defenders. Like, he just dropped it. Plain and simple. Like, right in the chest. The what sweet the heck? spot. Come on. Like, what the heck, Dallas? No one expected you to be this bad. Come on. So, overall, I have this really, really, um, I have this strong aversion to lesser teams winning against greater teams because of the greater team having an off day and everything going right for the lesser team. And that's what happened today. The Broncos still suck. The Cowboys are still better than them. So I wouldn't take anything big away from this game except, wow, the Cowboys have a really bad game on, under their belt and they just need to practice and get ready for next week yeah i mean they're still a six and two they're still heavy contenders to win 
the, the Super Bowl. A, a Super Bowl, and especially the NFC East, because, you know, I don't really think anyone in the NFC East is going to compete with them. A bunch of tomato cans. Yeah. Also, fun fact, Broncos are 2-4 and four against the AFC, but 3-0 and oh against the NFC East. Oh, that's <laughs> such a useless stat, Sid. I, I know. I don't care. Well, I just want to put that out there. You, you know, after I all. don't care. I know. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I don't know, this game got me really hyped, so I just started looking for a bunch of useless stats. Did you know that the Cardinals are 7-1 and one against teams in the NFL this year? You don't say. <laughs> well, Let's keep going. All right, yeah. Moving on. We have a, another surprising Check that, game. 8-1. I'm sorry. <laughs> another surprising game this week, the New York Giants and the Las Vegas Raiders, with the Giants winning 23-16. to By the way... Damon Arnett. Mm. Let's be it. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, really, sending out threatening video. Ugh, I'm so, so tired of all these Raiders scandals. Yeah. Like, with John Gruden, it was like, oh, this is so sad. Woe is the Raiders. And with Henry Ruggs, it was like, well, that was kind of idiotic. And also, look how bad the Raiders have been luck-wise. And with this Damon Arnett thing, it's like, wait. How many of these clowns do they have inside of their building? I'm not sure if you heard the comparison, but the people are saying that the Va- the Raiders are similar to that one Miami college. Uh, was it the Hurricanes? I think it was. Or I think it was the one Hurricane football team, Miami Hurricanes, that had like Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Cam Noon. You remember Ooh. that team? That team. They're comparing this Raiders team to that Miami team. Nice, that's horrible. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, Derek Carr seemed to have an off game. Next thing you know, we're going to be reading reports. Derek Carr burning down trees in the Amazon forest for fun. Mm. Just kidding, Derek Carr would never do that. He seems like a very nice fellow. He seems like a very nice guy. I like him. Um, I don't, for me, I think of this more as a Raiders loss than a Giants win. Because you look at... Daniel Jones, 15 of 20, 110 passing yards. Look, I'm so tired of Daniel Jones. Yeah. Because he keeps winning games that he has no business winning. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Booker had uh, 21 carries, 99 yards. So I guess that's a good thing. I mean, is it? Maybe. Kind of. They're... I don't know. This was a Raiders loss. Sorry, Giants fans, but this was a Raiders loss. Everything about the Giants this year is just kind of bad. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Um, I do think good job by Xavier McKinney with those two interceptions in that game. He is having a nice season in this secondary, yep. especially in a secondary where Logan Ryan's kind of been slowly receding. Um, also, Tay Crowder had a great game. Julian Love. I mean, they there definitely are some players on this secondary to be really excited about. Yeah, Dory definitely. Jackson. Yeah. But I'd think of this, this week was a lot of upsets, maybe. For this game, I think of it as a sort of an off game for the Raiders. I think they're still good. They're still a very good team in the AFC. I think they just need to get back at Well, and they need to stop losing their players Uh, to stupid stuff. That that is true. Although, Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett, two not very promising first-round picks, Henry Ruggs was kind of taking a while to pick up steam, was certainly the worst of those first-round wide receivers from that draft class. And Damon Arnett just straight-up sucked. I mean, you look at 
uh, Henry Ruggs. It seems like, except Tyree Kill, you get a bunch of speed demon wide receivers, and a lot of teams don't know how to use them. Like John Ross. I had a lot of hope for John Ross. So did everyone else. And then Henry Ruggs. I also had a lot of hope for Henry Ruggs. How did he turn out? Not so good. John Ross. Not really... What is he, like, the fifth receiver on the bank or the uh, Giants right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, moving on to another upset, in my opinion, the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, with Cleveland dominating this game 41-16. to um, So Odell did leave the Browns before this game. Now, a lot of people were talking about, oh, that's going to affect the Browns. They're not going to do well. Uh, well, they seem to be doing well. Look... Can everybody just calm down? I'm so tired of the Odell story. Yeah. It's driving me insane. Odell was not the reason they were winning or the reason they were losing. He was just benign. That's why they cut him. Yeah, he wasn't really doing much. Oh my gosh. He was out for a lot of games. He wasn't a factor. This is such a tired storyline. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I believe there was a picture. Uh, there was a, I think it was Justin Jefferson who was wearing a sweater that was saying "Free Odell" on it. Shut up. Yeah, I was just. Like, I don't think it was free Odell. It was more of hey Odell, you want to leave? So you're not really doing anything. What and come to the Vikings where Kirk Cousins is going to miss every single throw to him in every important game and drive him crazy? That's what he wants. That's what Justin Jefferson wants. There's a lot of teams that are wanting Odell on their team. Who? Um, who wants Odell right now? Miami. Okay, well Miami would take uh, like a bag of chips right now. Uh, they, they've got nothing. Baltimore is hinting, well, especially Lamar Jackson. Don't send OBJ to Baltimore. Yeah. Um. Of course, the Vikings, and I know there's a couple other teams that want Odell. The only team I want to see Odell on. What team is that? Uh, wow, I have no idea. I kind of want him to go away. Yeah, I, I honestly, the only thing I would like to see is him back on the Giants, because Odell on the Giants was very good. And I want that Odell. I was actually joking with one of my friends. It might have even been you about like, wow, what if Odell just get straight up gets signed by the Giants? Uh, that Wouldn't would, that be funny? That'd be nice. Because, I mean, what's the Galladay signing doing for them? What is the Sterling Shepard massive extension doing for them? That mm-hmm. is, oh my gosh, they they overpaid so much for Sterling Shepard. Yeah, not really doing much. But if I'm being honest, I can't think of a team where I want Odell Beckham to be. No, I can tell you something. It's not the Cleveland Browns because they're playing very, very well. Never mind. I could see him on the Packers. Uh, Him with Devontae and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, that offense would be very nasty. Because I think wherever you're sending Odell, unless it's a team like Atlanta or Detroit that just does not have a number one receiver, you need to have a number one receiver. He can't be replacing that because I think... Odell could potentially replace that, but that's a big potentially, and you don't really want to ride all of your offensive hopes on that. Yeah. So it's better to go in there where you have, like, a Devontae type. Another team that rose to mind was actually Denver. 
because I mean Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy could step up to that role, and then you've got Odell Beckham as that safety net. But you mean for the Broncos, you got Cortland Sutton, and you have Jerry Judy, and you have Tim Patrick. Well, but Odell's price tag isn't necessarily going to be that big. But you know, we already have so many good wide receivers. So what's I, the I don't think it's been the problem with the wide receivers. It's more of the quarterback, but. Enough. Well, you're the one who's been pulling for Drew Locke to start, so I don't know if you can say anything about the quarterbacks. Mm, yeah, that's true. Teddy proved me wrong this week. I really hope he continues to prove me wrong. See, Teddy will continue to prove you wrong every week because anything he will ever do will be better than the product Drew Locke is going to give you. Yes, except for dancing. But, you know, that's a story. For I don't another. care about dancing. Yeah. Well, as a recap, Bengals, not really that good. Past couple weeks, Browns good without Odell. What is up with the Bengals basically losing to all the teams worse than them and winning against all the teams better than them? That's a good question. Because that seems to be the trend. That seems to be the trend for very bad teams. You know. Well, but Cincinnati's not a very bad team. Yeah, they're not a very bad team. So I would not expect this of them. You know, yeah. Jamar Chase is you know starting to have not good weeks. You know. Well, only like 40 wide receiver would. Yeah. But, oh, 49. Oh, please. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, you still think him as rookie of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. Joe Burrow had two bad picks. Um, not Didn't throw any touchdowns. Get back oh, on it, Cincy. No. Jamar Chase is going to slightly drop off in quality, and they're going to give it to Mac Jones. Don't do that. Please oh don't no! Do please don't do that. NFL, if you're listening on this, please don't do that. <laughs> yes, all the all the all the Hall of Fame voters that are listening to our pot, not Hall of Fame, but Rookie of the Year voters. Please. So, don't. how much? How many receiving yards does Jamar Chase have on the season? Um, that is a good question. Let us find out. Where are the Bengals? There you go. Eight hundred and thirty-five. Give him the award. Yes. Don't give it don't give it to Mac Jones. I like him, but he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, uh, I mean you know, look at Mac Jones stats. Two hundred and four for three hundred passing attempts, two thousand one hundred and thirty five yards, ten touchdowns, seven picks. That doesn't really scream rookie of the year for me. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad, but you see Jamar Chase's numbers. Give it to Chase. Please. Anyway, we should keep going. Yeah, let's go. let's move on. Um all right, moving on to another game. We have the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. New England winning 24-6. to And Sam Darnold continues to look like the Sam Darnold of the past with 16 of 33 passing attempts, 172 passing yards, and three picks. Christian McCaffrey is continually proving one of the two um, kind of un... The two rules of fantasy football that you cannot break. Yes. That one, you don't draft rookies, which isn't related to this at all. And two, never draft a player who's had an injury in the past. Never do it. Just don't. Yeah. And Christian McCaffrey's proving why right now. I mean, 52 rushing yards, 54 receiving yards. I mean that is a that is a severe disappointment for people that might may have drafted Christian McCaffrey with the first overall pick. I mean, yeah, for these are these in terms of McCaffrey's numbers, these are not what we expected. Oh yeah, and not even talking about real football. Like this is this is not Christian McCaffrey production at all. Yeah. And Chuba Hubbard is back down to not being 
uh really a factor at all yeah um, but yeah what else is there to say about this game i mean you know the defense jc jackson had a pick six let me ask you something are you starting to be convinced of my theory that the patriots are actually better than the bills is right you see if i didn't watch the jaguars game i would say no but then after the jaguars, still i can't okay, listen right before the jaguars game i'd say no after watching the Jaguars game, I'm starting to get a bit convinced that maybe you are right. Just maybe. Because I don't see how one team, how the how a team as good as the Bills, put only six points up against the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, New England's just been so steady and consistent oh. in, in every game. And every game that Buffalo is competitive in, they're losing. Yeah. And all the games that they're winning are against these, like, just these nobodies. Yeah. I mean, we'll I have... I think the Patriots could once again sweep the division. Except we'll... for that first Miami loss that they took. Yeah. But, you, you know, Bill Belichick, he's a great coach. He he bought a lot of players. I think he spent... I don't remember how much he spent, but he spent a lot in the offseason to help Mac Jones. And it seems to be helping him out. Except for their leading receiver still Jacoby Myers, which is fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to another game. The Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. Now, I know your last name is not Allen. That would be kind of fun. But I guess we could do Josh's thoughts on Josh versus Josh. Well, when Josh sacked Josh and Josh threw all those interceptions that Josh likes to throw, um, Josh sacking Josh was a turning point. The, anyway, I do think that what the point of this game was is that I have been right about the Bills this season and that they are a team that is getting a lot more credit than they deserve. The offense was not moving nearly as well. Josh Allen's decision-making is clearly not at the same level that it was at last year. I mean, didn't you have the Bills as your Super Bowl pick? Though? Yes, before the season. And then the season started. They played their first game, and I was like, all right, well, they can come back. And then they started beating these teams. I was like, oh, oh, look at the offense. And then I think it was the game before the Titans game where I actually watched it. And I was like, wow, Josh Allen's decision-making is really not that on point, and this defense is winning them a lot of games, a lot of kind of ugly ugly games you saw the same thing against the chiefs you saw the same thing against the titans which they lost to now you're seeing a even more dramatized version against the one win jaguars now the two win jaguars a team where their kicker misses three field goals in a row okay and yeah. the first time it's called back on penalty or something the second time it's blocked or something like that i don't remember the exact sequence of events but the Buffalo Bills had every opportunity to win this game, but because they're not as good a football team as the New England Patriots, they did not win this football game. I mean, nine points seem to be expected as the Bills' defense to put on the Jaguars, but six points from the Bills' offense. Like, come on. I mean, this that's terrifying. Yeah, that's kind of sad. You're a 5-2 and two team coming into this game, facing the one-win Jaguars. I don't think anyone says, ah, yes, let's put six points on the board. And All the only... while, your schedule has been an utter cakewalk. Oh, yeah. Up Th to this This point. was another cakewalk for them. It should have been. should have been a cakewalk, but, you know. What does this say about what the rest of the season's going to hold? Uh, the only hope for them is if they get to play the Jaguars on, like, eight straight Monday night football games. 
which isn't how football works. Yeah. I mean, I do believe they have a... Or no, bi- not the Jaguars, the Vikings. I don't know if I said that. I do believe they have a... Oh, no, they don't have a bye week. I, I don't know if they've had their bye week yet, but... Uh, yes, they have. Okay, so they need to step it up. Fact. Fact. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to our next game. We have the Baltimore Ravens and the Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore winning 34-31 to in overtime. Um, I mean, Vikings should have won this game because, you know, it wasn't in prime time. But, you know, Lamar Jackson is improving. I believe he has the most 200 passing yard and 100 run- rushing yard games ever. Give him the MVP. With five. Yeah, give him the MVP now that Derrick Henry's out. I mean, people, I know a lot of people were saying Lamar Jackson can't win games when they're behind. Like, you see the Chiefs game, right? They were behind. Who? You see the, this game, they were behind. Who is saying that? I, I don't know. I'm just going on social media, and I'm just seeing, like, past tweets of, oh, Lamar Jackson can't win these important games. Yes, he can. Anyone still tweeting that? Delete your Twitter account. Yeah. Right but, now. I mean, L- Lamar Jackson, he's, he's back. All right. This, honestly... I might consider this season his best season so far. Oh, it absolutely is. Like, I know he had his MVP season, but he seems to be having that same season continuously. And his run it's because of his running game, right? His running game is always going to be there. This season is his best passing season. And so, his running game is pretty much gone. What is their leading rusher? Like, Devonta Freeman? Oh, uh, yeah. Really? They, they've been hit with so many injuries, and they're still 6-2. and two. Look at look at how good this running game would be if it was 2016 or 2017. Oh, yes. Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, and Lamar Jackson. That- People would be lining up around the block for these. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that aside, though, I would say that this was a matchup against a team that likes to lose games they shouldn't lose against a team that likes to win games they shouldn't win. Yeah. Mm, but, you know, it's the Vikings. Yep. The Vikings wasn't prime time though. I don't understand why they blew the loss. Well, they don't play every all of their losses weren't on prime time though, so you know it's not always guaranteed. But it's guaranteed that they're not going to lose. The when... NFL just schedules the Vikings for eighteen straight prime time weeks and they go zero and seventeen. That would be nice. Anyways, well, moving on to another game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Philadelphia Eagles with. L.A. winning on a last-second field goal, 27-24. to 24. Boo. Boo. Um, well, I mean, the good thing about this was that the Eagles were leading at some point. But, you know, they're, they're the Eagles. They I was about to say, what's your point? <laughs> <laughs> they lost. That, that's probably, like, the only good thing. Um, uh, They were tied at the end, but, you know, they're still the Eagles. Not that good of a team. Um, probably a bit of a bounce-back game for Herbert after kind of poor performances in the past couple of weeks. Crapping the bed like three weeks in a row. Yeah. So, this is a good rebound game. Like, you need to work against something. Eagles seem to be a pretty good team to play against. There's no better off week for a quarterback than the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Yeah. So, this was definitely needed for Herbert. I think he'll be back. Um... And then, you know, for the Eagles, they're the Eagles, as I said. Mm. That's about it. 9-7 and seven for Chargers, 6-10 and ten for Eagles next. Oh, right. Moving on to the next game. The me wanting the State Farm Bowl game, but not getting it. 
the Green Bay Packers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, can I talk about this game really quick? Go ahead. Everybody who is blaming the special teams and the officiating in this game, shut up. You're wrong. Ah, yes. Good old Mason Crosby. Let me see. Okay, Mason Crosby is single-handedly losing you games. You had no right to win the Cincinnati Bengals game in which you blew four freaking field goals with inside 40 yards. That is ridiculous. That is absurd. Any NFL kicker should be able to make four kicks within 40 yards, let alone one. Okay, let's talk about the fact that your offense can't move the ball in a position to score you a touchdown because Jordan Love, who you drafted in the first round and have had your 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 pretty little uh, starting quarterback going up and winning you games single-handedly. Meanwhile, this backup quarterback is going to be losing you games single-handedly because you don't know how to train him. You don't know how to draft properly. And all of your fans are going, oh, well, if the officials hadn't screwed us over late. No, it doesn't matter because the offense wasn't moving you in a position to win the game for the first three quarters of the game. This was your fault. This was your offense's fault. And you should have nothing to be proud of for this game. This was a horrendous showing by Green Bay and they deserve to lose every little bit of this game. I mean, the only good thing probably was their defense. They Put thir- they gave Kansas City only thirteen points, so they could hear any. They could have won this game, but you you're right. Just, I don't want to hear any props about the defense either. Kansas City's been a horrible offense for the entire true. year, but it's not like they're facing the Dallas Cowboys over here. I mean, it's thirteen points. That seems reasonable. You can score thir- You can score fourteen points easy, but you know, oh my when your goodness. kicker misses two field goals and you know your team, your offense just can't move the ball because you don't have Aaron Rodgers. That's a problem. I can't tell you how upset this game makes me. Yeah. On so many levels. We should keep going. Yeah. I think I've beaten the dead horse enough on this game. Yep. Moving on to our next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Cardinals did not have Kyler Murray nor DeAndre Hopkins for this game, but you know who they did have? James Conner. And Colt McCoy. Yay. <laughs> round of applause, everybody. Round of applause. Oh my god! They won a game with Colt McCoy. Suck. Yeah, this is uh, this is not their season. I'm sorry. Uh, James Conner played very well. Ninety six rushing yards, two touchdowns. George Kittle's back. That's I mean, true. Let's, there's that. Um, so that's a good sign. But you know they still lost to Colt McCoy and James Conner. <sighs> okay. So here is a rule in the NFL. If your team only forces four incompletions on Colt McCoy in a game where he started and threw 26 passes, you do not have a good team. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is there to say? That 49ers defense is not there anymore. It really isn't. And it's surprising and it's sad. And it is kind of a testament to how much the Cardinals have bounced back since their win last week. They oh, yeah. lost... Arguably the best wide receiver of the 2010s, arguably. arguably. Calm down, Julio Jones fans. I'm kind of on your side anyway. And especially as a, like a kind of Falcons fan. And Kyler Murray. Who was supposed to be you know, a franchise star. And was a front runner for MVP. Could be. Arguably. But he, he was in the MVP conversation. He was in the conversation. If it was up to me, I know it isn't. But if it was up to me, I would not give it to him just because I think feel like he's had more off games than yeah. than. But I mean, I I take Kyler Murray over Colt McCoy, and you know, 
Would you? Yes. <laughs> Surprisingly, I would. But yeah, this is this is good. Um, I would also take Kyler Murray over the 2010 Cleveland Browns draft bust. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully they have those two players back next week because, you know, I don't think they're going to be as well, you know, for the next game. Well, hold on. Who is their next game? Just out of curiosity. They have the Panthers. They'll be fine. Mm, maybe. Go ahead and take an off week. Mm, yeah. Because the Panthers' defense is going to take an off week. So. Yeah. All right, moving on to our final two games of Week 9. We have Sunday Night Football, the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. Get excited, guys. 2.1 yards per carry for Adrian Peterson. Devontae Foreman was their leading rusher this game with 29 yards on five carries. Well, obviously you know who I want to have the ball more. I've already tooted the horn enough. I'm not going to do it today. Yeah. What uh, is with the two back-to-back pick sixes for Matthew Stafford, though? Ah, uh, you see, um, that is beyond awful. I actually, I think it's one pick six. I think, yeah, it was. Uh, it was two pick sixes. Uh, I can actually guarantee that it was. Two no, 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 sixes. it wasn't. It was one, two back-to-back pick uh, picks. Oh, uh, the second one was a pick six. Uh oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, but I'm it's sorry. two back-to-back picks and two picks in twenty-six seconds. Come on, Stafford. Yeah, I mean. Uh, then I should I should be more correct. It was a pick that brought the Titans within two yards of scoring. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I was so convinced I remembered that right. That's really yeah, weird. Yeah, but Whatever. You know, th- this defensive line of the Titans decided to, you know, start to play now. No, 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 no. Don't credit the defensive line, which was okay throughout this whole game. Kevin freaking Byard. Ah, uh, yes. Kevin Byard. Can read a play better than almost any safety in the NFL. Ah, yes, Kevin Byard. I love Kevin Byard. One of my favorite safeties, you know, behind Justin Simmons. But we don't talk about that. I, but, yeah. This, you've, you've showered enough. You, Simmons you've, love. You've sung enough sea poems about Justin Simmons for the rest of our podcast history. Yeah. You know, but this was an off week for the Rams. Stafford played very bad. Like Fact. Really bad. <laughs> Not expected a Stafford. Yeah, and what's with the Titans just kind of rolling over all of these teams after having a weak start to the season, losing to the Jets? Well, they're facing the Saints next week. Mm. What is their remaining schedule like? I want to see. Let's look. I'm curious as well. Let's see. Uh, Saints, Texans, Patriots, Jaguars, Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, Texans. Wow. So maybe... So they have... Let's see. They have the Patriots and then seven bye weeks. Nice. That's cool. Nice. But... I mean, Steelers could be competitive. You never know. The Texans might be competitive. Yeah, okay. That's cute. Uh, Yeah, but it's... I'm going to wait for the playoffs if they get into the playoffs. The Texans? Oh, no, not the Texans. The Titans. Oh, okay. To see if, you know, if that Derrick Henry loss actually means something to him. Because, you know, that's when all the good teams play and you don't have seven straight bye weeks. That is so shocking that Derrick Henry's loss, like, they could still beat the Rams off of that. Yeah. That is incredibly surprising. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our final game of Week 9. Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears... Pittsburgh winning 29 to 27. Uh, you gave him too much time, Chicago. Yeah. Uh I believe it was, you know, 1 minute 46 seconds, something stupid like that. Yeah, that's too much time. I mean, yeah, Ben 
Big Ben's not where he was. I see him throwing a, a lot of checkdowns, a lot more usual. As you know, he's just in his retirement season. And a lot of beautiful passes to Pat Fryermuth. Ah, yes, Pat Fryermuth. I'm starting to like him now. I am too. He's. I say he's my favorite rookie over there, rookie running back Najee Harris, in games. But out of games... <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you guys don't know what we're talking about... Um, the ESPN Deportes post-game interview, uh, with Najee Harris, if you haven't watched that... Oh, it's comedy gold. Please watch that. (laughs) (laughs) The best interview I've seen in a very long time. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, Muchos Gracias. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he is so, he is, he is so, so funny. Yeah. I I like Najee. He has this genuine sense about him. Oh, my God. He's great. It was hilarious. Just go go look up uh, ESPN Deportes on Twitter. And uh, I think the first tweet is a link to that video. Yeah. So, you know. Or or at NFL Heads 2020. Yeah, maybe. Also the first link. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, the the Bears. Justin Fields. He was struggling, you know, because... It's not very helpful when your offensive line decides to, you know, not do anything. Yeah. Like, two seconds, let's stand there, and then, all right, nap time. Do you want to talk about the penalty in this game? Uh, please don't talk about the penalties. So, well, all the penalties, first of all. Too many penalties. But um, Cassius Marsh, who is actually the subject... Okay, let me preface this by saying, whenever a, a player says that, like... There was a There's penalty. hip check or something. I usually go like, yeah, well, that's a little ridiculous. I see it with this one. I see it, and I agree with Cassius Marsh on this one. I also think that that was the stupidest call I've ever seen. Oh, my goodness. He looked at the bench. I don't think he said anything. He looked at the bench. We need to fix this taunting. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. Yeah. Let them play the sport. Come on, are you are you just this this is taunting like this type of activity? One, it's not considered taunting, right? You might as well just say hi to the bench and the rest thinking you're saying offensive things, and you're like, uh, uh-uh, no, that's a fifteen yard penalty. That is over officiating to the max. Come on, having a taunting penalty is really over officiating to the max, especially the emphasis on it. You can tell that the NFL is run by a bunch of corporate old white guys. Like I understand, there's there's. Very, very few, like, celebrations that I would not personally like. But, come on. Like, looking at the bench. I mean, this is, we're not dealing with a Terrell Owens situation. Oh, yeah, right? nothing like that. Or, like, uh, a DK Metcalf's, you know, dog celebration, but... You, <laughs> it's kind of funny. That was funny. But still, come on. This is not over-officiating. You're not letting them play. Like, I wouldn't be upset if there was a strike because the NFL is not making the the game fun anymore. We do have to head out pretty soon, but I just want to end this with referee Tony Corrente, which is the um, the referee that hip-checked Cassius Marsh. His quote on the whole matter, I saw the player, after he made a big play, run toward the bench area of the Pittsburgh Steelers and posture in such a way that I felt he was taunting them. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Oh my. Yeah. It's quite rough. I don't think this necessarily cost them the game, but, but I think they just did literally give 
Pittsburgh too much time at yeah. the end of the game. But that that's a dumb call. Come that on. Fix the game. Just for the sake of making the game better, stop making calls like that. Yeah, come on. Honestly, I think that's for refs everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that does it for our recap of week nine. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please consider following and writing a comment we have our podcast on spotify google podcast and apple podcast we'll be back thursday for a preview of week 10 i'm sid kelly here josh ship and then we'll see y'all later